Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network. This is Patrick Honeywell, and today my special guest is Lionel Vetinet, founder and owner of the award-winning La Farm Bakery and Cafe located in Cary, North Carolina. Lionel is considered one of the highest quality bread producers in America and has been recognized three times as a James Beard semifinalist for Outstanding Baker. His career in baking began in France, where at the age of 16, Lionel joined the prestigious Artisans Guild, Les Compagnons de Duvois. After apprenticing with European bakers, Lionel emerged seven years later with the hard-earned title of Maitre Boulanger, pledging to devote his life to teaching, sharing, and preserving the ancient art and science of baking. Oh my gosh, I'm here well, with my hero, Lionel Vatinet. After all these years, here you are. Hey, bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> oh man, I, I would like to say that I'm rusty on my French, but I don't speak French. So we'll, we'll leave that to you, okay? No problem, I translate for you. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> hey, so listen, I, uh, I'm i so excited to have you here. It's It's been a long time, many years, um, just a kind of a brief thing. I met you years ago at the San Francisco Baking Institute. And I remember a company I worked with sent me there to learn about real bread, right? I was doing like straight dough stuff. And they said, you have to learn about this thing called Levon. And I hear there's a master baker that teaches at uh, San Francisco Baking Institute. And I remember getting in there and, and looking, I thought, oh my gosh, who's this young, handsome French guy, right? And he, and he was funny and an, just an amazing teacher. And that's when I first met you way, way back. Don't make us younger. But yes, I remember too. It was a good time for sure. You know, we are young and innocent. <laughs> well, you're still innocent. I, I guess I am too. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to walk a bit through your history. You, I know that you and Missy opened up La Farm Bakery. Probably about, I think in 1999, it was at Preston Corners in North Carolina, the first one you opened? Correct, yes, definitely. Okay. So you've got that, and then uh, over a period of time, I believe you've opened a couple more locations. You have a downtown carry production and retail facility. Uh, you open in Whole Foods Markets, and um, I think you're opening a bakery in Raleigh-Durham, or at the Raleigh-Durham International Airport coming up, Yeah. Yeah, you know, we are closer than ever. It's going to be, uh, it's not a definite date, but uh, probably a month or so. Because of the pandemic, it made it more difficult to stay on track to open the new the new place? Definitely. You know, we've been hit uh, like anybody else. And uh, as you know, uh, you encounter for you to, uh, it was some choice to make, you know, and uh, for us, we decided not to close. It was... Uh, very difficult, uh, but we are not able to support our staff, you know, and uh, the most difficult decision for us was to lay off people, uh, not knowing what was going to happen. Uh, and, uh, but uh, we never close a day and uh, continue to, to brave what was in front of us. And uh, every day was a, a challenge. And uh, yes, we never work so hard to the truth, you know, uh, because of those everyday change, you know, and to adapt and the safety of our, uh, our staff, you know, safety of our customer. And really, uh, it was, you know, uh, was and still a little bit challenging for sure. So let's walk a bit through your 
journey, Lionel. I mean, you've uh, obviously you're from France, um, but you started in baking a long time ago. I mean, were you like three years old? Because I know that you've got your um, the Le Compagnon du Devoir at 16 years old. So did you start at like three? No, we started at 16. <laughs> <laughs> so you joined that, uh, the prestigious, prestigious group. Yeah, at 16 years old? Yeah, he's a... Uh prestigious by you know the history from it you know but in the same time is a beautiful life school uh, to learn your trade and I uh, was uh, fortunate to uh, get in and uh, to finish a program and to continue my journey and my journey uh, brought me to United States in uh, it's going to be 30 years believe it or not you know May 4th you know it's going to be 30 years you know uh, in the state you know and uh, so now you you become an American, you know, rightfully so. We have a family, we have business, and uh, it's a great, uh, great pattern to be. Nah, that's for sure. You know, as part of your journey in, in uh, France, uh, Lionel, you had earned the title of Matre de Boulanger, Boulanger when you were 23. What, what did you have to do? Is that like the master baker test you take, or what is that? It's a five to 10 years apprenticeship, so uh, inside our society, uh, you, as you go, as you uh, continue years after years, you know, you gain some uh, experience, you gain knowledge who's been shared by the older, and uh, you, uh, step by step, uh, you, you become, you know, an, uh, an, an expert, you know, or continue to learn, you know, for the rest of your life. But uh, one of the main uh, things about Les Compagnons is to, to share your knowledge and to uh, pass, you know, the baton to, to the youngsters. So it's what, you know, uh, only have the structure here in the United States, you don't have that, you know, but you can continue to bring the message, you know, to uh, to this matter. So let's talk about your bakeries a little bit. I always think about taking a tour. When I first walk into a bakery, I look in the, first, I, maybe I smell, you know, maybe something that's freshly baked. I look around, uh -huh. I say, look at that, you know, like a, a retail case, maybe there's seating you know, with menus where you could sit and actually order some different things. How would you describe your bakery? Is, is it set up as a retail and restaurant, things to go, but you can sit down too? So to get back in the years, you know, when we opened was 2,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. We only retail was definitely a bread bakery, you know, and uh, 10 years later, we opened a cafe. Uh, and, uh, and from that, you know, it changed a little bit the DNA of what we were, but we uh, stay strong in the fact, you know, to let know people we are bread bakery first and foremost, and everything who's been added on is to complement the bread uh, by opening the cafe. So uh, we uh, continue to do so. We have, when you come in, you have the bread wall, you have, uh, uh, we try to reach uh, the five elements of, uh, smelling, uh, look at people working, you know, the oven, you know, or shaping and uh, after that testing. And uh, we try to transport our customer for uh, the few minutes or uh, time they are with us to, to be somewhere else and to enjoy the moment. You are known uh, for your signature La Farme Boule. And it's like five pounds, is that correct? That's a monster. It's, yeah, it's a it's a mish. You know, it's a definitely a, a big loaf to uh, to feed uh, many people. Uh, is what was made. You know, uh, 
prior commercialized bakery uh, in small town uh, to feed you know the the family and um, advantage to that you know is a longer chef life uh, you have you know uh, also uh, is good you know for uh, people you know who are very angry <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> like me yeah uh, okay <laughs> So it was, you know, to, to bring, you know, something uh, where uh, you cannot pass by and you can see and we develop our own uh, flavor profile because uh, each baker can do so and uh, what they believe a bread should test. So is this your La Farm version of a sourdough bread, which might have about 30% Levant to the recipe? And maybe you add a little bit of rye, like a white rye or a little bit of wheat. How would you describe it? Yeah, it's a really... Uh, Three ingredients, you know, we have two flour, whole wheat and, uh, and white flour, uh, everything being uh, milled or grown in our area. And uh, water and salt, uh, basic, we have a basic uh, liquid leaven uh, for uh, flavor purpose, you know, is more lactic than acetic. Mm -hmm. So this is where come, you know, the, the touch of each individual who can learn from the same teacher, but can adapt to... Uh, so what they want to achieve. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, this particular bread for me was uh, also uh, what I did as a masterpiece, you know, uh, for my uh, uh, thesis, you know, uh, for Atelier Compagnon. So we, it was a good way to uh, showcase it, you know, uh, when we opened our bakery. I believe you still make about 15 specific styles of bread daily. Uh, is that still kind of your mark? About 15? Approximately, you know, we are, uh, we have our basic all year long. You can find, you know, is approximately uh, 10 of them. And uh, we are very, uh, we want to still excite the pie and uh, uh, show our customer, you know, is uh, something new and uh, delightful who can come through you. So we have a du jour, change every month. We have, uh, we send intellectual bread who come every three months, you know, and when holidays hit, is where we have much more variety of it, you know. So fourth quarters is definitely where, you know, we, we end up to be have a, maybe 20 different ones, but uh, yeah. Gosh, right. that's a lot. How would you describe a great crust and maybe the, the texture inside? What, what are you looking for in a bread? What I'm looking for is, uh, you know, we fight for the crust. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you know, uh, the challenge, you know, everyday challenge because we need to adapt to the weather. Uh, so to keep it crispy, uh, it's definitely the challenge when it's uh, 100% humidity or uh, how we can uh, help this matter is to bake more often during the day. Uh, or, you know, um, after that, you know, the inside, you know, now we have such a great uh, uh, baking uh, bread baker in this country, you know, uh, and to have participated to this development where uh, he goes from definitely an open chrome, you know, so open chrome now it can be, uh, you can take, you know, uh, the tartine style, you know, where it's mm -hmm. going to be, you know, definitely uh, very hydrated, you know, and a very uh, long fermentation, you know, so we are not, you know, we are in between, you know, but it's still a long fermentation. Uh, is a little, is not maybe as open than this particular one to mention them, you know, or others. But, you know, we are, you know, in a, I think uh, in the quality we're looking for as, you know, the test profile 
we don't change much from one day to the other because you don't have any control of your uh, of your liquid levant. And uh, after that, you know, is uh, going to be uh, if you have if you have flavor, you know, uh, is going to be good for you to eat. Uh, so it sounds like it's been well received, you know, in our area. Uh, is a high demand, you know, for those type of bread. So in um, North Carolina, where you are, are there some, what would be some favorites that customers uh, like or look for when they come in? Obviously, those are the ones that are moving quickly and you can't keep enough of them. And maybe also the people that are working in the front of the house, some of your employees, do they have a favorite that they, they say, man, you got to try this bread. This one's killer. We definitely encourage them to test everything they're going to sell, uh, rightfully so. So they're going to be the best to talk about it. Uh, and uh, it differs, you know, uh, we, what we say, you know, uh, listen to your customer as a brand new and uh, is it from Europe? Is it from, you know, uh, uh, upstate, you know, New York, for example, where there's a culture of bread are not as developed for us. Uh, so it's really to listen and uh, we let them know we are uh, the special, uh, we are a specialist for any solution of what they can put who can go with the bread, okay? Mm -hmm. so yes, it's not to change the mentality, but to to bring little by little people to consider bread is an everyday buy, you know, not something, you know, you go and uh, you put in your uh, uh, cali for uh, the next week or the next two weeks. You know, this is our challenge, is to bring them and uh, to... Uh, to have them understanding, you know, your bread is going to be good, not for a week, but for a couple of days. And what do you do with it? Okay, so freshness, you know, we say, when you're sleeping, we're baking. So <laughs> this is, you know, what we are about. That's for sure. Yeah, you mentioned New York, and then there's some great bakeries out there. Um, do you see much difference? You mentioned that a little bit of a difference maybe with the New York and yours. Um, you have the West Coast, Arizona, there's Barrio Breads, a friend of mine, Don Guetta. Actually, he said to say hello. He he knows you. So it's interesting. The things you describe, I think, are some of the goals that other bakeries and people, not just in the United States, but around the world, might have goals to maybe make their bread even better. Are you still doing consulting and teaching classes out there? Indeed. You will never stop to teach here locally uh, for uh, home bakers mainly. Mm -hmm. uh, I do a little bit of consulting when uh, uh, I have the time. Uh, um, this is what's missing, you know, most of it. But uh, yes, I'm available to anybody who wants, you know, to have expertise or something. And I bet, you know, with the COVID hitting, uh, a lot of people are baking bread at home or started. And you've got a, an amazing book, A Passion for Bread, Lessons from a Master Baker, Seven Steps to Making Great Bread. And that's a, it's an awesome book. I got it a long time ago and I dig it. It's really good. So that... Yeah, it's important. I think people at home, they really are jumping into bread more lately. Oh, we, we love it. You know, we we never sold so much flour to the truth, you know. <laughs> but this conversation, you know, was, you know, I'm very often on the floor uh, to talk to the customer. And uh, every time I've seen a purchase, you know, I'm going to talk to them and uh, give them guidance for the success. Uh, because uh, we don't lose a customer by doing this anyway, uh, to share the knowledge and uh, for them to have the joy of, what we experience, you know, as professional, but when you do this in your house, is going to change the atmosphere, it's going to change, you know, the, uh, the happiness, you know, in the house also. It's beautiful.
for a home baker, maybe it's some general tips because flour is so important. And I know that you use uh, some heirloom grains and you, you probably over the years have started tweaking some of your recipes by adjusting flour, you know, using some of the local farmers that you work with. And do you have any recommendations for flour or, you know, for a person baking at home, what to look for? If they can, you know, go to local, you know, we really encourage, you know, that for, uh, for you, I think it's better to, um, for your health, you know, uh, to add fiber. So not to be the, only the white flour. And uh, I won't say is uh, more and more predominant, you know, in this country where uh, people, you know, uh, start to grow, start to mill, you know, on smaller scale. Uh, now, if you have um, your favorite bakery, uh, they should be willing to to sell their flour, their on-premise, you know, mm. some stuff shortest way to get what you need or uh, to make a little search, you know, in your surrounding, uh, who are, you know, uh, who's milling, you know, around you and uh, stone ground, you know, is definitely a plus because you uh, keep all the nutrition into it. Uh, so it's a fresher flower. Uh, and after that, you know, the beauty of baking is one thing I want I said to everybody, you have a book or you don't have a book, you know, what for you to, uh, is going to take the longest time is to adapt to the weather and the weather change every day. So not to complicate themselves. Uh, also, I say you have, have a lot of critics, your family first, you okay. let them know you make a rustic bread so they cannot criticize you. So you can always improve from rustic to beauty or whatever the case may be. Mm. So, uh, so yes, uh, is uh, to have fun. Uh, how you people are very intimidating with because they say oh, you are too precise, you know, so and so forth is more about, you know, uh, to adapt, as I say one more time, to the weather, have some precision to start with for consistency so you can understand where, if it was an issue, to correct it faster. Good information, great advice. Now, I want to mention along the way, as a baker and a, and a businessman, you and Missy have done a lot of things. And you coached the U.S. team to a gold medal years ago. France's La Coupe de Monde de la Boulangerie. Yeah, yeah correct. That's pretty amazing to be chosen to be coached. That's, and then you won first a gold medal. USA Today, one of the 10 best artisanal bakeries in North America. That's a really great shout out to your, to your bakery. Um, outstanding bread baker nominee, semifinalist with uh, James Beard Foundation three times. That's crazy. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, featured in numerous magazines and publications, Food and Wine, Martha Stewart, Old Magazine, and many others. But wait, this has caught my eye. You, your cookies run ratio ratio. What? What's what? Tell me about that. <laughs> I mean, was this what twenty years ago? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's still good cookies. Yeah. And exactly something like that. When you know, <laughs> when it was an opportunity also to be talking and to put us on the map, you know, uh, was one thing and. Uh, we appreciate those guys who want to feature us, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. always, you know, in the in the way for uh, to bring good fibers, you know, and uh, we we love this grind movement, you know, and uh, uh, to dethrone the white to go to something uh, more sustainable as a fiber, as whole wheat, rye, uh, etc., and corn uh, is going to take a longer longer time for sure, you know, mm -hmm. but. Uh, we, we get, we're getting there. This is, <laughs> this is a, you know, and uh, is what we like to achieve. In this crazy world, uh, we are 
very fortunate to do what we love to do after all those years uh, and to stick to it. It what make us wake up. It what make us wake up because, you know, we are responsible for so many families uh, and uh, to be uh, an essential, you know, because you can, you can live with bread in a, in a sense, you know, is you can feed yourself, you know, only with that. So we, uh, we feel like, you know, uh, we contribute to uh, also the happiness of people on those difficult moments uh, by indulging some, uh, some sweet or some uh, good bread, you know, and uh, as the bread should be shared on the table, uh, this, you know, uh, with all issues we have, uh, we are with a good glass of wine and some good cheese, you know, what we might help to forget, you know, uh, or those issues we have. The bakery you're opening at the Raleigh Durham International Airport, um, how did that come about? So this came about from uh, airports want to um, be related to their state to what's you know what's going on over there so we were approached because we represent uh, on a very different scale uh, the state with agricultural from uh, of course the wheat we use from them you know uh, a lot of local input honey and many other ones you know when we can and uh, instead you know uh, many many airports many many uh, states you know say look how we can feature uh, what is the best representation for our state? And uh, so we were one candidate, and uh, they choose us because we uh, we bring um, all this all together. So uh, it's been postponed because of COVID, but now we are closer to open and uh, to hopefully uh, put North Carolina and uh, all our uh, uh, agriculture, you know, uh, people who work, you know, uh, to to do that. Yeah. Nice. So looking on into the future, do you want to continue to expand La Farm? Um, do you have any goals coming up that you might want to share? Uh, we always been, we are very slow, you know, somewhere, you know, to develop our business, you know, uh, one step at a time. Uh, right now, we, uh, uh, we continue to, to grow uh, with uh, not a uh, max speed, but, you know, with, uh, because of the difficulty we encounter uh, to find people and so on and so forth and uh, to keep what our truth is about bread and what we do. So we have many possibilities. We are fortunate this way. You know, we can go uh, to different direction. Uh, but uh, so, uh, yeah, we are going to do the, the airport, you know, right now. And we're going to see where this brings us. You know, is uh, we did a pop-up a couple months ago to uh, outside of Raleigh Durham area and uh, to continue to to fuel uh, with enough work, you know, for people to maintain their uh, their position and for us to continue. So, so many people will be traveling through uh, international airport. So, your bread's going to be everywhere. We see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, Lionel, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Uh, it's been great. It's been so many years since we spoke, and um, but it feels like yesterday. So, I just want to thank you again for sharing your time today. Hey, Patrick, is what good friend is about. You know, we don't have to talk every day. You know, we connect right away. So I'm really uh, happy to see you, you know, and uh, to talk to you. And uh, I hope, you know, we can come to uh, to see each other, East Coast, West Coast, or in between. 
no matter what. Okay. That sounds fantastic. I'd, I'd love that. Okay. Thanks again, Lionel. Merci, Patrick. See you soon. For all of you listening out there, Chef Special is part of the Believe Podcast Network. Check it out at believe.com. And follow me on Instagram at Patrick Honeywell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.